Hey y'all, it's Nick from 32Pitch, and welcome back. In this one, we are back with Drew, our Giants analysis NLS West expert, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is NLS. I have Diamondbacks gear on, you know, right here. I got my jersey on, and I also have um, this hat right here, my Mets hat. So no, I'm not a bandwagon, you know, just NLS for that's the theme of today, so I'm going to wear my NLS stuff. So, you know, while we're waiting on the season, um, that's kind of a big topic to hit about right now. And before we get into this video, I want to ask kind of Drew, like, what, what, what do you think on the season and, like, its state right now? First of all, great to be back. Um, and, you know, obviously a, a different time now in our society. And it's tough. I mean, it's, um, it's really difficult to think about the, the prospect of the entire season being canceled. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen at this point. But if you, um, you know, if you read articles, uh, ESPN, MLB.com, Jeff Passan from ESPN has been pretty, um, he's been pretty, you know, think, he's, he's talked a lot about how he thinks the season could be postponed, possibly canceled even longer than we think. Um, when you look at schools that are going to be possibly closed until the end of the year. Uh, so it's, it's a tough time for baseball. And here's the thing that really, to me, makes it uh, difficult is that the, all of the players, all the teams, they ramped up at spring training. Um, you know, about half of spring training, they were towards the final push. A lot of the pitchers were starting to get their arms, uh, you know, ready, you know, sort of ramping up towards 40, 50 pitches. Uh, next rotation of starters, we're gonna, we're, you were going to start seeing them possibly throwing five to six innings in their spring training starts. And then it all gets shut down. Now, I think the hitters may, it may not be as difficult for them to get back on track. But when you talk about the starting pitchers, you know, your beloved Jacob deGrom, and Noah Syndergaard, and, you know, a pitcher like Madison Bumgarner, uh, it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy for them to uh, get back in the flow so easily. So it's, it, it's, a, there's a lot of unknown. Um, you know, my, my best friend, one of my good friends, Mike has season tickets to the giants. And we were just talking yesterday. I, I bought my 10 games like I always do. And there's a lot of uncertainty about, you know, which games are going to get played. You know, are they going to sort of start the season uh, in June, late June? Are they going to, condense the season to you know, maybe 120 games, uh, you know, extend it a little bit longer, although you start extending longer and you get into, you know, November, December. So there's a lot. Of, I would say, Nicholas, at this point, there's a lot more questions than answers. Yeah, for sure. And I can definitely relate um, and as, as well as a bunch of other baseball season. I'm a high school baseball player and getting into the season starting, our coaches and everyone's kind of ramping us in up with bullpens. So, you know, I'm starting at 30 pitch and then I was just getting into my, you know, 75 pitch, 90 pitch, extending out to a full start bullpen and then the season gets cut off. That's a big worry for uh, pitchers. And like you said, hitters probably won't have that uh, big of an issue as in they can just go hit off the tee, you know, and just keep running. But pitchers, keeping their arm stamina is something that you very see. That's why so many pitchers get injured this time is they're complaining with soreness, like Chris Sale and this flexor strain that led to Tommy John's surgery for him. You know, a bunch of other pitchers are going out because they haven't thrown so often, are getting injured. So shutting it down is going to be hard for them. And one other thing that you talked about is the season is – Cutting the season shorter can give advantages to teams, like crazy advantages. For the Mets, uh, for example, the Mets start the season with 20 games. They have seven games against the Brewers. They have one of the tougher stretches to start the season, 
and cutting out, you know, waiting to the season to start, that's going to help a bunch of like these teams that are in contention with other divisions. Like say the Braves don't have a, as strong as a, a start. They have an easy start of the season, but the Mets have a hard, you flip flop that, that gives the teams like the Mets, teams like the Diamondbacks, team, teams like the Cubs that are in it, but they just, they don't have enough pieces. Oh, to now go and take that spot in the division. And that's a big thing you have to uh, look out for with all these teams is, there will be some upsets if this if this if they cut out some games this season, and that you know, and that's a great point. That could make the season a lot more exciting for some people. Uh, the other thing I, I was just this morning actually I was um, I don't know if you know Tim Kawakami of the San Jose Mercury News. He now works for the Athletic, and he's a pretty pretty great baseball writer. And he did a um, he did a Q and A this morning uh, at ten and. One of the questions I, I got I got in and asked a question. One of the things that I asked was, how is this going to affect uh, attendance when the game does return? Is Are you going to see uh, fans sort of, you know, a celebratory type of attitude towards the games coming back? Or are you going to see a lack of attendance? Not only because, I mean, let's be honest, attendance has been down in baseball for the last few years, but also because of the fears of, you know, being infected or just sort of that, you know, getting used to uh, being inside for as long as we, we're going to be inside um, and not being comfortable going out with a crowd. Is that going to affect some of the teams? Are the crowds or the lack of crowds, may that uh, affect a team um, like the Boston Red Sox, although they're, they might be on a down year, and we'll talk about that as we do our previews. Today we're doing the NL West, but once we start looking at the other uh, previews for our teams, you know, a team like Boston, they may be affected not only uh, because they're, they're, they're looking to possibly rebuild, but they are also um, may not have the fan support. Yeah, and then that, that's also crazy to think teams that have empty ballparks like the Rays. I mean, they're going to hurt even more, you know, these teams like the Orioles, the Rays that are in rebuilding. And the Rays are such a funny thing uh, in particular because of the, where their stadium is, uh, Tropicana Fields, located. You know, they, they already have low enough attendance, but it's really going to hurt a bunch of these teams. And, you know, home support is a big thing that teams like to go about during the Giants run. So, you know, you had Hunter Pence just bragging about how good Giants fans were. You know, it, it's it's a big thing that believe it or not it pay it pays a, a factor and that's why they call it home field advantage you know it's there for a reason and it's going to hurt some teams as well makes the race even more interesting absolutely okay so getting that uh, part uh talking about the COVID 19 situation out of the way uh we are going to begin uh our kind of segment into what the nl west and our predictions for each team so Go start it off with fifth place. You know, get, get, give your take on fifth place in the NLS right here. Yeah, so, you know, I've been, I've been doing my research all week, and I've really looked um, – I've, I've started to look at some of the rosters. But a lot of this is going to be – again, there was a, um, you know, spring training that was not necessarily a full, full order. And a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, and you know this, Nicholas, in the early part of spring training, you'll see, um, you'll see a lot of, you know – double A, single A, even, you know, triple A ball players that are out there uh, that not, that are not necessarily going to make the, uh, Tebow. the, that are not necessarily going to make the, the 26 man roster now that it is. Um, but, you know, as the spring starts to wind down, what you see is that you'll, the cream rises to the crop and, you know, you'll, you'll see, uh, a lot of the starters start to play more. 
So we didn't get to necessarily see a lot of that. It was just starting to happen when the spring shut down. But uh, <laughs> if you're asking me who I think will be fifth place this year in the National West, it's Colorado. And, and I have a few reasons why. And again, you know, th these are a lot of this is based off of last year. But number one is pitching. Um, they just, to me, especially starting pitching, uh, they don't have, you know, they don't have the star power, you know, as of now, Herman Marquez is their uh, frontline starter. Uh, John Gray, you know, he's, he is what he is. He's miss. Sort of, sort of become a, a fairly consistent, you know, power pitcher, but really nothing more. Kyle Freeland's got good stuff, but uh, you know, other than that, there really isn't much. Their, their team, for the most part, when I was looking at their roster, it really hasn't changed much. Uh, you know, Daniel Murphy, another year older. Nolan Arenado, you know, who knows how that's going to turn out as far as his how he feels about the team. I know that they had some issues with their contract negotiations. Um, again, Charlie Blackman had an off year last year. Uh, they've got some, they've got a few good young players. They've got Story and Dahl and uh, McMahon. Uh, you know, in Colorado, you know, they're always sort of, since I've been watching baseball, especially since they came into the league, they've always been the same team. You know, they've always been the same team. They've got some power hitters. They're going to win some games, you know, 13 to seven at home. But, you know, when, when you start getting into the dog days, July, August, although the dog days this year might be the beginning of the season. Uh, and again, that goes back to us talking about how the season's going to be different. But uh, I still just don't – I don't think Colorado has the horses. So I see them as fifth place in the West. Yeah, so I just pulled up uh, Charlie Blackman's uh, stats last year. I, I'd like to know what a down year is if, if you're hitting 314. <laughs> well, maybe it was the year before. Sorry. Yeah, it was I, the year before he hit. Okay, uh, sorry about that. I, 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 yeah, that, was, I, that was funny. But um, I'm going to have to kind of disagree. I think the Rockies um, – I don't think you can get a worse year from Daniel Murphy. He looked kind of bad. But like you said, a year older, you don't know how that's going to play. I can see why you put the Rockies at fifth place. Nolan Arenado, you don't want, uh, don't know what they're going to be. Harden, top right corner. Um, I talked about how the how, how David Dahl is going to be a big uh, player for them this year and how I, I'm projecting him to do really well. I mean, I, I think David Dahl can easily take Charlie Blackman's place coming in the future as Blackman gets older and digresses. But, mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, I'd all, like, uh, like I said also for um, – uh, Daniel Murphy, I don't think you can really get worse years from these starting pitchers. You know, Kyle Freeland shows that he had good stuff in 2018 under three ERA, uh, especially in the wild card game against Chicago. I think you'll get a bounce back year from him. John Gray, you can probably get better. Herman Marquez probably will sit around the same, you know, no low four ERs, ERA, but, you know, they don't have pitchers. So I can see fifth place, fourth place. They'll be right in those two spots. Sounds good. I, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. And then uh, fourth place, who do you got? So, you know, as much as it uh, pains me, <laughs> it's not, this is not, you know, sometimes you have to take your heart out of it. But, uh, yeah, San Francisco, <laughs> my, my, my San Francisco. I mean, they, they will be lucky not to be dead last this year. But uh, I'm going to put them in the four slot. And, and here's the reason why. I, I, we, you, talk about, um, you talk about bounce back seasons. I see, I see Posey having a bounce back season. I, I just do. I, I think if there's anyone that can uh, benefit from this more rest, it's him at, after having the hip surgery the year before last. Uh, so I think that'll definitely play a role in his, you know, comeback. 
Brandon Bell, he's, to me, he's sort of a wild card because he's never really had the breakout season that everyone thought he was going to have. He's always, he always has a half a breakout season. <laughs> and and that, that's not necessarily in the first or second half of the season. That could be in the first half or the second half or the middle of the season. He always has a hot streak. If, if, for all of the Brandon Belt haters out there, you know, you, when he's hot, he's hot. He, he's smoking hot. I mean, he, he's oh, yeah. his on-base percentage, his batting average. He'll, he'll hit, you know, five, six home runs in a you know, two-week span. Um, he'll drive the, he'll drive the ball gap to gap, but I, I do think that, uh, he's going to have a more consistent season. And then I, I actually like some of the young players. I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Jalen Davis. I know a lot of people think he could be a really, you know, power hitter, but I like Dubon. I like, I like Mauricio Dubon. I think he's, he's got something that the Giants haven't had in a while, which is a, um, sort of an attitude he's got some got a little bit of a swagger to him uh as far as the pitching goes the bullpen you know is kind of at this point you know sort of they, they've lost a lot in the bullpen obviously losing will smith uh you know that's that's huge uh, people think tim kawakami this morning noted that he thinks tyler rogers the the submariner he's going to end up being the closer uh, Tony Watson's had has some injury issues. Uh, their bullpen's not going to be as good as last year. That's mainly because the lack of um, Morantes Reyes. Also, he was huge and he had a terrible injury last year. So their bullpen's not going to be as good as it was last year, which was actually one of their bright spots. The starting pitching might be better than people expect, especially if Cueto gets out of the gate. Samarja had a pretty solid season last year. And Kevin Gaussman, he's a solid two, three, maybe fourth-line pitcher. Drew Smiley and Trevor Cahill, you know, I could live without either of them. Um, and it does hurt that Tyler Beatty's going to have uh, – just recently actually came out that he's going to have Tommy John yeah. surgery. And that that hurts because I, I really – I thought Tyler Beatty had high hopes. Andrew Suarez is an interesting player. He uh, – he can't really find his niche in the first two years that he's been in the big leagues. He's sort of been a spot starter. And then last year was in the bullpen, but he's got good stuff and he's got a, a, some experience. So I wouldn't be surprised if Suarez ends up uh, the fifth starter, but yes, the giants will end up in fourth place. That's my prediction. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I have giants uh, being uh, fifth place, but like mm -hmm. I said, Rockies and giants are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, Posey will have a bounce back year. Crawford will have a bounce back year. Belt has always been a super streaky hitter. You know, I'm one of those people. I, I just can't trust Brandon Belt being good for a year. And the Giants, for once, have are beginning to build this young core up again. You have Mike Yastrzemski. You have Alex Dickerson. You have Dubon. You know, you have a bunch of these young guys coming up. And they're really – it's the, the where the Giants place this season – are going to be based on how well those three players play. I mean, their, their, their rotation, you know, you have a couple young guys. Cueto's coming back. Samarja's coming back. You had Smiley. You have Gosman, uh, Cahill. But, like I said, I really just see the Giants. Uh, if they if they want to get fourth place, those three young guys will have to have, uh, like, great years. Uh, and then they can notch that fourth place. Other, otherwise, if they, you know, have kind of stepped down from last year uh, in terms of Dickerson and Yastrzemski, then – I believe they'll be getting good. 
Okay, so uh, third place. Now we're getting into the juicy stuff. Yeah, so, you know, I was torn on this one, and it's going to be like this for a lot of the divisions because it's a lot closer than people think. Uh, and especially, again, with the season being the way it's going to be, you know, we just have no idea, really. But I, I am – I'm not ready to push San Diego up to the second spot yet. Uh, a lot of people feel, you know, and, and again, you know, it's a, it's, they might as well just say the Dodgers are going to be the NOS champions. And yeah. we'll talk about that in a moment, but a lot of people feel like the Padres might be ready to compete with them. And I just don't think they are yet. I, you know, it's kind of, again, I, I said this last year and it came true. It's sort of, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I just don't think they have the frontline rotation. Um, they've got some good young starting pitchers, you know. They, they've got Paddock and they've got uh, Lucchesi. I think that's how you pronounce his last Gary name. Gary Lucchesi. Yeah, Lucchesi. He's pretty good. And um, Garrett Richards is solid. And they did pick up Drew Pomerantz, which I thought was kind of an underrated. That was interesting. That was a, I thought that was a pretty good move. Um, you know, he, he finished the season well with Milwaukee after getting traded by the Giants and, and actually pitched pretty well with San Francisco, I thought. Uh, and then they've got, they've got a pretty good bullpen with, you know, with Kirby Yates closing out games. I just, I just don't know if their young players are ready to take that step forward yet. Um, and when, when, I, when I say that forward yet, that means, you know, Tatis Jr. and uh, Mejia and even Machado – you know, I, I do believe Machado is going to have a better year than he did last year. I mean, he he's still, I think he hit what thirty something homers, but I don't think his his runs batted in were were where they needed to be. And you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, sometimes that second year the the pressure gets taken off a little bit, and you uh, you start to realize, yeah, thirty two homers, eighty five RBIs. So that's not that's not really the kind of um, numbers that you'd expect from Machado. You'd expect him to be maybe in the hundred ten to hundred twenty RBIs. And it's, it's not unusual for a player to come over from the American League and have a, a sort of a, you know, a rough year, his first year. He, he did pick it up. But I, I will say this. I think San Diego is, is getting there. I think they're getting there. And I think, you know, in, in a couple years, I think they're going to be competing for the division. If, if their young pitching comes to fruition. But, again, it's a big if. Um, so we'll we'll just have to see what happens. I'm not sure uh, how it's going to go. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of the things I like to highlight or, um, in this is the addition of Tommy Pham uh, to this lineup. And you can go along with Drix and Profar. This mm -hmm. is providing that uh, Padres lineup with more run production. You have Pham leading off. You, know, you can put Profar in the two-hole. This will increase Machado's production. And it's also going to add this safety to a guy like Eric Hosmer. And he yeah. is a, one of those big wild cards, too, in this Padres lineup is Eric Hosmer was so good in, in Kansas City. And you can see why. He had that, that, that deep lineup and had a bunch of safety in it, which is why with these moves of these getting these offensive players coming in, like Tommy Pham, Profar, you know, Machado will probably get do better with the protection too. Is I think Hosmer is also gonna have a very nice bounce back year. And one of the big wild card, uh, another wild card players is Will Myers. You know, yeah. I, 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 people are you know he's he's had a couple down years now, and if he plays well, I think the entire Padres uh, batting order will play. 
you know, Mejia, Tatis, Grisham, those three are kind of three youngsters. I don't know yeah. if you can trust the same 320, you know, 20 home runs from Tatis. He did get injured at the end of last season. I don't know if we can trust a over 300 average. A lot of projections are projecting him downwards, projecting Grisham, Grisham up, surprisingly or not. And, um, the, and then, like you said, too, the, their pitching. I mean, they, they did well bringing in Pomeranz and Emilio Pagan, as well as Garrett Richards. But Chris Paddock was a surprise to everyone last year. And, oh, Zach Davies, too. I forgot about him. Um, that's going to be a good uh, boost to that uh, rotation. But it, I think it's going to be another year or two until the Padres are in solid contention. They just need their youngsters, and especially their pitchers, you know, to build up. You know, Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino. Cal Quantrill, you know, Joey Lucchese, you know, build up those guys. And then I think the players will be a force to be reckoned with. And I think, you know, just to, to piggyback off what you're saying, I, I think if, if you could compare a team to the Padres, it would be the Toronto Blue Jays. And again, we're going to, we're going to be talking about the Blue Jays, um, you know, in the coming week or two here, they have, you know, having with BGO Guerrero Jr. And Bichette, they've got three young solid studs that are coming up at the same time. Now they just came up last year. Those oh, yeah. three. The, you, the, the, the Blue Jays are going to be a force to be reckoned with once they grow into their role. The Padres, that's what I, I think the Padres thought that that may be the case, but for whatever reason, maybe it's because they are in a tough division or um, they're playing in a ballpark where you're not seeing, you know, you don't see a lot of balls flying out of the yard. It takes time. Um, and, again, this season could be different. It could, you know, maybe the Padres get out of the gate. And, you know, who knows? You know, you never know what can happen, especially with, you know, the fact that we may have a shortened season. But if you just look at their roster, they're just not ready yet. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. And now I want to talk about one of the more interesting teams, the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, presumably second place, because the Dodgers, we can all say they're getting first place. Yes, so I, I do have um, the Diamondbacks uh, in second, and I think I think they're going to be pretty competitive. I, I don't think they're really going to challenge the Dodgers for the division, but I do think that just like they were last year, I think they'll they'll hang around in the wild card chase. They may even get one of the wild card spots. Um, and And – I got to be honest, it really just comes down to that number one starter. I, I, I think Bumgarner is going to be great. I really do. I, a lot of people are, are mixed on him. Uh, I, just, I think he's going to be a horse for them. I think the fact that he's going to be pitching, you know, basically indoors in that wonderful weather, uh, you know, really no pressure. Uh, it, uh, no pressure. You know, Arizona's never really been a pressure environment for any starting pitcher. Maybe, maybe if you go back to Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling, back before you were born uh, <laughs> but in 2001 where they had the expectations and you know obviously won a world championship but you know Arizona it's it's usually a place where you know pitchers can just sort of be themselves and god what a great spot for Bumgarner right to to be able to just sort of be himself and not have to worry about anything and just pitch um, and hit too he's gonna love hitting in that oh, ballpark. yeah um, but it, I mean if you look at their lineup you know it's it's you know, much of the same, you know, they did bring in Cole Calhoun. He's a pretty, you know, solid player. I've, I've never been a huge fan, mainly because, um, you know, with the Angels, they've just underachieved for so many years. Just teams like that just make me angry because 
you know, they're always Mike around. <laughs> they're always around 500, but they never do anything. But they also brought in Starling Marte, uh, Peralta back for another year, Ahmed, Eduardo Escobar, who was solid last year. Oh. Marte, obviously, Great. maybe they're maybe Marte, their best player. Uh, you know, Carson Kelly, uh, Jake Lamb, you know, may not even be in the starting lineup. So, you know, you, you're, you're talking about a really, you know, you're talking about some depth within their lineup. And, you know, Robbie Ray is not a bad second starter. And then, you know, their, their bullpen is pretty solid. Hector Rendon and Archie Bradley. So, I, you know, I, Luke Weaver is scheduled to be their fifth starter. So I actually think that, you know, this team can really compete. I, I do think they're going to be over 500. I think, uh, again, competing for a wild card spot and, you know, possibly, again, this is possibly pushing the Dodgers. But, I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at the Dodgers roster and, you know, they're just incredible. Uh, yeah, for sure. And honestly, the Diamondbacks this year can be scarily in a position like the Rockies were in 2018, I believe, pushing them to a tie in the division. They did. I, I, I was not a – I was surprised with how well the Diamondbacks did last year. And I'm, I wasn't a believer in them until they went out and got Starling Marte. Yeah. I, I, I uh, tell Marte – out of nowhere broke out last year. And I, I, I don't think you can get the same production for him. But Eduardo Escobar a couple years ago, that was a great move for them. Uh, Christian Walker, Carson Kelly definitely filled the void uh, of that Paul Goldschmidt trade. Bringing in Cole Calhoun, he hasn't really hit in power compared to what he did last year. So him and Cato Marte are two people to uh, I'm questionable about. I don't know if they're going to be able to provide the same amount of value as they did last year. Uh, especially Cole Calhoun in this uh, Arizona Heat, and in a in a in a tougher division than the AL AL uh, West, presumably. Um, Starling Marte, great addition for them. They, I mean, from what I was seeing, the Mets would have to give up. The Diamondbacks gave up nothing for Starling Marte. I'm so mad that the Mets didn't go out and get him. He would have been a great addition. And Peralta coming back healthy this year, you know. And one of those big, big things that really locked this, you know, this team in. They had great year from Weaver until he went out last year, and Zach Gallen had a really great, nice year last year. But bringing in Bumgarner to be that workhorse, be that ace, be that number one. I, I remember that game, uh, Giants opening day against the D-backs. It was actually the first game I went, Warriors game I went to. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening on the radio, and Bumgarner hit two home runs in Arizona on opening day. So just, just off the base of that. I, I, I think Bumgarner's just do really well in Arizona. He's going to like that team. He's going to lead them to, to probably a wild card spot. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in. I wouldn't either. And, and you're right about the, um, the hitting. He's, he's going to absolutely love it. He's, he's going to be um, much more comfortable hitting in that ballpark than he did, you know, San at, in San Francisco. And it's, it's just going to give him – I think it's I, – I think it's as hard as it is for Giants fans. And again, we, you know, we talked about this in depth last year. But it's, it's really going to be a great um, start for him. We saw how comfortable Bumgarner was hitting in San Francisco. I mean, he was still putting up, you know, six, seven home run seasons. And just in Arizona alone, I think he, he, he could be a candidate to hit 10 home runs, believe it or not. I mean, he's going to add that extra depth. I see it happening because – you know, adding in that your half of your starts are going to be in Arizona, and he's hit a couple home runs there. 
And then uh, as well as Colorado, you really see him hitting uh, home runs in San Francisco and Colorado. Those are the two main places I see him hitting home runs, uh, as well as Chase Field that that was. But I think Bumgarner would be a great addition. It's going to actually provide a lot of depth depth to that lineup, and it's really going to help him. So now we can talk about the first place team in the NLS, everyone's least favorite team, at least around here, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson, Corey <laughs> Seager, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez, AJ Pollock. I mean, it, it just goes on and on uh, I don't I didn't even mention Matt Beatty yeah. you know who who's going to be a great player they they have they have great players substituting for great players I mean it's just it's, it's I've never seen a lineup with this much depth uh, and then you know to bring in David Price and Blake Trinan to maybe set up Ke uh, Kenley Jansen and you know you know, you've got Walker Bueller, you've got Clayton Kershaw, who, again, he's going to be great. He's, it's just a matter, really, the, the only thing that matters with this team is the postseason. And the, the, um, I know Giants fans can, you know, attest to, to this, but we love it. We love, go ahead, get to the playoffs every year. They, we, there, there's nothing sweeter than seeing them lose in the playoffs. Um, last year was just, it was epic. It was absolutely oh, yeah. epic to see oh, yeah. to see how the Nationals just crushed their dreams in that game five. It was just it was just unbelievable, and I you know you could see it unfolding. Um, and then for Howie Kendrick to be the guy that put the nail in the coffin with the grand slam in extra innings, it was just it was just a sort of you know so typical of this era of Dodgers baseball. But I will say this: you you get there so many times eventually it's you know it's going to happen it's like the law of averages uh i mean this is this is starting to get to the point where it's almost going to be impossible for them not to win a world series with this roster yeah. um if they can just get past the first round and you know get a favorable matchup in the lcs it's going to be tough it's going to be tough to beat them but that's what makes baseball great you know, as much as, you know, we, you can talk about the NBA, usually you kind of know who's going to win the title. Yeah. Um, you know, football is a little different with injuries, but uh, baseball is, you know, it's a crapshoot. And I don't think there was anyone that expected, you know, the, the Washington Nationals to win the World Series last year. Uh, and it's, it's, you just never know. But if, if I was a betting man and I had to put my house on it, I'd say, you know, it, it's the Dodgers league and everyone else is sort of just playing in it. Yeah, Kershaw, I mean, you can expect a, you know, low three ERAs. He's, I think the last year was actually the first year he's had an ERA in the regular season above three, believe it or not. But we all know Clayton Chokeshaw in the playoffs. It's a big thing, you know, bring, bringing in uh, or another big player that they brought in last year was Joe Kelly. He what he he made the Dodgers lose the World Series in 2018 and made them lose out on it in 2019. He had a terrible year last year, so it'd be interesting to see if he can bounce back. So uh, as well as um, Blake Trinan, that's who I was thinking of. Blake Trinan, he'd be interesting to see if he can bounce back. Uh, David Price bounced back too. He was a good addition uh, in that Mookie Betts trade. Um, they also brought back Alex Wood. 
I think he's going to do well in, in Dodger blue again. Uh, Julio Urias, be interesting to see how he does. But, I mean, this team is just stacked everywhere you look. It's crazy to think that somehow they haven't won the World Series. But they're probably going to push for it this year and be interesting to see what happens in, in the playoffs. I mean, this is one of the bigger teams that there are. You know, jumping around, it's guaranteed they're making the playoffs, basically. But, you know, the playoffs, like you said, baseball is one of those more interesting sports. Hallie Kendrick, former Dodger, you know, hit that grand slam. He's a playoff hero for the Nationals. So these people out of nowhere, you know, can come out. The Dodgers have been able to produce these nice players from, like, nothing. Cody, uh, Max Muncy being one of them, you know, comes to the Dodgers organization out of nowhere. It's amazing. So, Gavin Lux, be nice to see what he does, too. But, yeah. I mean – it, it, it's a lock for first place in the NOS is the Dodgers. Like, you can't argue against them. For once, we agree. Yeah. Only once. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching this NOS uh, kind of preview and what we think uh, and our predictions for each team. Uh, let us know what you guys think about each team in the comment sections below. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Come back for more. You know, off seasons in review. Keep going. And we'll be the show uh, 20 to Detroit Tigers rebuild happening every day. So yeah, come back tomorrow for more videos and a message from Drew to end it up. And thank you guys for watching today. We really appreciate it. And just make sure, you know, the season's going to start pretty soon, but just make sure to stay safe and stay indoors until everything gets resolved. But uh, hopefully baseball will be back soon. And you guys take it easy. Thanks for watching. Hey y'all, thanks so much for watching. It'd be really nice if you supported my channel. Click in the top left corner to watch my most recent upload. And YouTube recommends you watch the video in the top right corner. Well, click right here in the middle to subscribe. Check out my Twitter at the 3-2-Pitch. See you later.